is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Pistons. We are simulcasting this on Periscope. Hopefully you guys can give me some feedback on uh, on how you enjoy this Periscope slash Locked On Pistons broadcast. I've been enjoying it. Seems like it's been uh, well received, but if you guys can let me know how uh, the Locked On Pistons listeners in particular can let me know how you are enjoying having this uh, simulcast with um, Periscope. That'd be appreciated. Um, I'm enjoying doing both at the same time, uh, but it, you know, you'll have to let me know how your uh, how your enjoyment of the podcast is with uh, with these savages on Periscope tuning in at the same time. So um, we'll get caught up here on the events of of the weekend. Uh, I, I imagine by now everybody listening knows um, Marcus Morris and. Contavious Caldwell Pope are no longer Pistons. Uh, Avery Bradley is a Piston. Um, to add to the news, we've got Aaron Baines being signed by the Boston Celtics. Uh, Baines opted out of a uh, one-year, $6.5 million player option um, with the Pistons. Uh, he ended up signing, um, you know, about a week and a half into free agency now almost. Uh, he signed a one-year deal with the Boston Celtics worth $4.3 million. So um, he didn't take as much of a, a hit as I had feared. I, I was concerned, considering the center market, um, that he'd end up playing for uh, for closer to the minimum. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that he didn't take too much of a, a pounding there. Um, so he's going to make about $2 million less this season with the Celtics than he would have with the Pistons, uh, but he's also very likely to get uh, deeper into the playoffs with uh, with the Celtics um, than he was with the Pistons. Um, you know, it's it's not a yeah uh, in the chat here. It's still a nice haircut. Uh, you know, it's it's punitive definitely. Uh, as we got closer to um, to his opt out date on June thirtieth, uh, I I couldn't shake the feeling that he he probably should just opt in with the Pistons and try and hit free agency next year um, and. Uh, you know, turns out uh, in the long run, he's probably he probably would have been better off doing that. But um, he is no longer an option for the Pistons in the the free agent center market. Um, that means that the Pistons are likely going to roll with Boban Marjanovic, who is the thirty six per thirty six minute king. And uh, as um, I think it was Addy Joseph uh, tweeted. Uh, earlier today or yesterday, um, he tweeted that uh, Boban Marjanovic is the all-time leader um, in among players who have played 82 games or more. Uh, he's the all-time leader in PER above Michael Jordan and LeBron James, which basically means that PER is the most important stat on the planet, and uh, Boban Marjanovic has a, a legitimate chance at being the, uh, the best player in NBA history. So... Um, you know, that's going to be an exciting player to have come off your bench. Uh, it's not it's not too often that you have an all-time great playing for your uh, your second unit. 
Um, so Baines is a Celtic. Um, I haven't looked at their updated depth chart, actually. I probably should do that, considering the fact that now uh, two rotational Pistons are, are Celtics. Um, but I'm guessing that he actually has a chance to start. Uh, that wouldn't be a bad thing for, uh, for either Baines or for the Celtics. Um, Baines is a not a, a poor rebounder. He's, he's a decent rebounder, and um, a rebounding boost is something that the Celtics need significantly. Um, you know, Al Horford is not a, a rebounding specialist. Um, Amir Johnson is gone. He wasn't really a specialist in anything. Um, it, it's uh, it, it might be a situation where where Baines can shine, and this could be a situation where he uh, he has the opportunity to make some more money next year than he would have um, otherwise. Uh, Andre in, in the chat here, we have Andre Drummond is a way better player than Boban Marjanovic, and yes, yes, that's true. Uh, my my suggestion that Boban was the best player in NBA history is uh, almost entirely tongue in cheek. Um, yeah, we haven't seen him play a whole lot, so maybe he'll end up being the best ever. Well, we'll see. I won't rule it out. Um, as for KCP, uh, after the last time that we we spoke here on Locked On Pistons, um, shortly after that, the Pistons announced that they were going to renounce their rights to KCP. Uh, this really doesn't do the Pistons in particular any good. Um, you know, if they were to, to keep their rights, they would still have matching rights if, if somebody was to come along and send him a, a lowball offer. Um, but with, uh, with the hard cap situation that the Pistons have, um, you know, they wouldn't have been able to go back to that five-year, $80 million offer that they had presented him earlier. Uh, the Pistons are only uh, about $11.7 million below the hard cap. So that's fine with what they, they need to add to the roster now. Um, but at the time, you know, there was no reasonable offer that uh, they could expect to come in um, around that, that number to match. So more or less, it seems as though, uh, well, it's not to their advantage in any way to, uh, to renounce his rights. Uh, it, you know, they weren't going to do anything with him anyway. So renouncing his rights turned, turned him from a restricted free agent to an unrestricted free agent and basically allows him to uh, to get on with things and uh, you know entertain offers from teams who might not have, have been uh, interested in him as a restricted free agent. So we're gonna take a look here at teams that have the space to offer KCP a max contract. And uh, according to Keith Smith's salary page, which is uh, what I'm looking at right now, uh, only the Chicago Bulls and the Phoenix Suns have space to offer him a max contract. Um, I, I don't think that he's a candidate for a max contract right now. I, I think he is um, more likely going to have to settle for, uh, for something significantly less than what he was seeking. Um, simply because, yeah, in chat, Suns won't do it. Um, no, uh, it's it's not something that I think that they're interested in doing unless you know they wanted to throw him like a big one year offer, um, but uh, I, I don't think that that's something that they're particularly interested in doing. Um, Laurent suggests that the Hawks and Lakers might offer him uh, might offer him the max. Uh, right now, the Hawks only have a fifteen point three million dollar max space, so um, they would have to move out like almost $10 million worth of salary 
uh, the Lakers would have an easier task of it. They have $17 million max space. Uh, so that's assuming the Rams all holds. Um, so anybody they've got a cap hold on, anybody they have rights to, they would have to renounce in order to get this number. That would get them to $17.25 million in space. Um, that's That might be enough, uh, considering how the market is absolutely tanked for uh, for KCP services. Um, but right now, the only teams with like double-digit million-dollar space would be the Hawks at 15.3. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets, who are not too far off, they're at $22.2 million in space. So if they still wanted to go all the way up to... Uh, to a max offer, they would need to clear almost $3 million, about $2.5 million. Um, the Bulls are at $26.1 million. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks uh, are just shy of $22 million. Uh, the Denver Nuggets are at $12.9 million. Uh, the Pacers are at about 15 and a half. The Lakers, again, are about 17 and a quarter. Uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves are a little over two. Uh, the New York Knicks, who are now the proud owners of Tim Hardaway Jr.'s services. Uh, the New York Knicks have about $1.4 million, and obviously now they've got uh, both Courtney Lee and Tim Hardaway Jr., there's no interest there, aside from the fact that they have uh, no space and no way of getting the space to do so. Uh, the Orlando Magic are a little bit over $9 million. The, um, the uh, Philadelphia 76ers have almost $20 million, but they've got J.J. Redick under contract, so that's not going to happen. Uh, the Phoenix Suns are 26.4. Sacramento Kings are at 8.6, San Antonio Spurs are at 3.5, and the Utah Jazz have about 5. So, um, considering the fact that we've only got about 14 teams that are under the cap, period, and only two teams that have max space, um, neither of which are particularly likely to be inclined to throw that max space at him, um, the market for KCP has, uh, has absolutely tanked. Um, you know, I still have a hard time uh, wrapping my head around the idea that he might be gettable for somebody for something in that 15 to 16 million dollar range uh, but that's probably becoming more of a, a likely option um, you know by the hour almost and uh, I think part of that let's see let's see yeah chats debating uh, Boban Marjanovic's merits um, you know, I mean, he's the goat. What can we say? Um, so yeah, it, the market for KCP is, um, you know, it's most definitely uh, a confusing market right now. Um, it's it's possible that the Pistons are the first team to actually beat Clutch Sports, which is KCP's um, KCP's uh, agency. Uh, they're renowned for, for playing hardball, um, and they are renowned for uh, basically pushing for the max, um, or as close to it as possible for their clients. Uh, you know, I, I think that in, in most cases, that's, uh, that's proven to be a, a really good strategy for them. It's worked a lot. Um, I think the Pistons might be the first team that has actually beaten them at their own game, um, and uh, I feel... I said this on Twitter earlier, earlier but um, I do feel a little bit of, of pride in, uh, in Stan Van Gundy and in um, Jeff Bauer for not just sitting there and letting the uh, the clutch sports 
um, hardball players and the Brooklyn Nets with their approach to restricted free agency. I'm kind of impressed and pleased that um, that the Pistons didn't just sit there and take it and um, have to react to them. I, I like the fact that they went out and they're proactive. They got Avery Bradley. Um, you know, it cost them, it cost them Marcus Morris, but um, I think there's merit to... Um, I think there's merit to the kind of lineup shifts that are going to uh, likely come out of this. Um, we've got Tobias Harris, who will most likely play the three now that Morris is gone. Um, John Lewis will probably play the four. Barring that, we'll probably have um, we'll probably have Harris playing the four and Stanley Johnson playing the three. I think that that might be something that comes into play later in the season. Um, but uh, lineup one with with Harris at the three and Lure at the four, I think will be probably the, the best lineup that they can put out um, to start uh, to start the season at the very least. So, um, in addition, the the trade for Avery Bradley basically gives the Pistons what um, what probably amounts to a more fully realized uh, version of KCP. Um, He's better defensively. I would say that's probably, um, you know, I mean, we didn't see a lot of, uh, we didn't see much outrage among NBA players um, after the All-NBA and uh, All-Defensive teams were announced and Avery Bradley, um, you know, didn't get a first or second team. Um, we saw outrage for that, but we didn't see any outrage for KCP only getting one uh, All-Defensive vote. So, uh, you know, using that as an example from Piston player, from uh, from NBA players. Let's see here. Um, yeah, using the opinions of NBA players um, right off the bat, we can we can definitely determine that uh, Bradley is a superior defender. Um, he's a better shooter. He's better from three. Um, you know, he's got experience with the ball in his hands. So. Um, when when you find yourself with a situation where you have to potentially overpay uh, KCP um, to the detriment of your team, where you're going to have to move multiple contracts uh, in order to, to get him under the hard cap, um, if you can get a guy like Avery Bradley, um, you know who basically probably just kicks the can down the road one more year, they're going to have to probably max him next year. Um, but I'm more comfortable doing that next year with a guy who is basically what we hope. KCP's ceiling um, comes near. Uh, you know, I'm I'm much more comfortable with an Avery Bradley who's maxed out than I am with a KCP who's maxed out. And Bradley is only about two years younger than than KCP. Uh, pardon me, he's only two years older than KCP. Um, so you're not you're not taking like a, a significant. Um, you're not losing much as far as his youth goes. Uh, Bradley is. Only 26 years old. He is also, um, you know, he's coming off a season where he went to the Eastern Conference Finals. He's uh, he's been to the playoffs multiple times. Um, he's been deep into the playoffs, you know, no, he once, you know, like it's it's a trade off I think that the Pistons are willing to make, and it's one that I'm I'm fairly happy with. Um, it's it's not a bad situation for the Pistons, and like the worst case scenario here is that they have to kick the can down the road one more year and then decide if they're going to max Avery Bradley, um, which again, I, I think we're all more comfortable with. 
um, or we should all be more comfortable with than, uh, than KCP. So let's see here. Um, let's get some questions if, uh, if there are any questions in chat really quick. saw a couple pop up that uh, I didn't address while I was... Okay, um, we've got a uh, request for a Stanley prediction from uh, Jamie Hitchin. Um, I think that uh, Stanley Johnson will probably, um, by the end of the year, this is going to be the third season in a row um, where I have predicted that by, by the end of the year he'll be uh, in the starting lineup regularly. Um, I, I think this is finally the year where he, he takes the leap. Um, you know, again, like in his rookie season, I thought that by the beginning of the regular season, he would he'd be the starting shooting guard. Um, we didn't really expect Marcus Morris to be as good as he was. Uh, he was certainly more than just a throw-in and uh, a salary dump. And, um, you know, it, it wasn't just that Stanley wasn't able to take that spot. It was also a result of Marcus just having a depth grip on that spot because he was really damn good. Um, last season, things just never really got off the ground for uh, for Stanley Johnson, and they until uh, until a, a pretty strong stretch in. Um, re remind me to go back to that big three question in a minute or so uh, in the chat there. Um, you know, until a, a strong stretch in uh, in February. Stanley really never got things rolling last season. Um, you know, it it was definitely a sophomore slump of the season. But uh, you know, I, I think that he's going to be basically he's going to be thrown to the wolves this year, and he's gonna he's gonna have the opportunity to sink or swim. And uh, again, I'm I've been optimistic about Stanley since day one, so I'm gonna choose to be optimistic. Um, I'm gonna choose to be optimistic in this situation as well. Uh, we had a, a question in the chat about uh, the debate regarding Summer League versus um, versus Big Three competition. Um, I think it was Michael Rappaport was uh, was talking to guys at the Big Three asking if um, if the best 10 Big Three players could uh, could beat the best big uh, the best 10 Summer League players and I don't think it's close like these these guys are uh, these guys are the Big Three are not in the best shape. They're not in prime shape. Um, you know, I mean, in, in game one, how many injuries did we have? Like, I, I think Jason Williams is out for like six months. I don't recall what his injury was. Um, I think Karan Butler hurt himself. Like, it, it's it's kind of unfortunate. Like, I, th I think it's an interesting brand of basketball to watch. I think three-on-three three is fun. But um, these, these guys are past their primes, and... Uh, these summer league players are, um, in, in some cases, like super athletes. You know, like it's. I don't think it will be close. I think that the the summer league players, uh, while you know, they'll, some of them will probably never be as great as uh, a lot of the guys, um, who who are playing for the big three. Um, you know, I think right now the summer league team would just run the big three team right off the floor. I don't think that it would be remotely close. Um, Let's do uh, let's do one more question before we wrap it up here for um, for locked on Pistons uh, best rebounder in the league. Well, I think that uh, 
I think Andre Drummond is hands down the best rebounder, rebounder in the league. Pardon me. Um, he led the NBA in offensive rebounding percentage, defensive rebounding percentage, and overall rebounding percentage. Um, he actually had an improvement on his on the 2015-16 season um, from a uh, rebounds per 36 minutes perspective. Um, you know, he's yeah, also the worst free throw shooter, but you know, the question was rebounding, so um, we'll stick with the rebounding question for now. Uh, Andre's rebounding unlocks a lot of things for the Pistons that I think go unnoticed. Um, you know, the uh, the fact that the Pistons were about league average in um... <laughs> chat's going crazy here. Um, the offense the uh, the offensive rebounding percentage for the Pistons was about league average, and uh, that was in conjunction with the fact that the Pistons had one of the best transition defenses in the NBA. So they didn't have to crash the glass in order to get like a, a, a league average or even slightly better than league average um, second crack of possessions. That was just about entirely due to Andre Drummond. Um, they led the NBA in second chance points allowed. And again, that's entirely due to Andre Drummond's. Um, they were much more efficient in transition than they were in the half court, and they had more opportunities to get out in transition um, because uh, they were able to, to get out with numbers um, thanks to one man basically cleaning the glass when he was on the floor. Now, it'd be nice if they got out in transition more, and I think next season that's going to be a priority. They just didn't run enough last year. Um, but those second chance points per game allowed, that's on Andre Drummond's shoulders, and uh, that comes from him being the best rebounder in the NBA. And it's, it's something that I think people overlook. Um, you know, when Andre Drummond comes up, the comment is usually something to the effect of, yeah, he can rebound, but, you know, but the free throws, but the post-ups. Um, I have thoughts on the post-ups as well. I've, I've, I've pretty much hammered those in ad nauseum, but, um, you know, if he can eliminate the long-range post-ups, he could be one of the more deadly, efficient, post-up guys in the NBA, and that's even with the bad free throw shooting. So uh, Lawrence says he's been overlooking it. Don't overlook it. It's uh, it's not tongue-in-cheek or anything like that. Um, like This is a, a real cause and effect uh, that Andre Drummond brings to the game uh, when he's on the floor. Um, I didn't catch the name, but somebody said, uh, yeah, you, you miss the, the 15 to 25 rebound per game nights. And, um, you know, there were fewer of those last year, but a lot of that came from playing fewer minutes as well. Uh, I think he took about a, a th almost a three-minute-per-game diff in, in minutes per game. And, uh, you know, some of that was due to... Uh, well, he had a couple games cut short with um, ejections, of all things. Uh, Roy Hibbert, the elbow to the back of Roy Hibbert's um, head. Uh, remind me to answer that question in a minute. Um, the, the elbow to the back of Roy Hibbert's head, uh, you know, that got him ejected pretty quickly against uh, the Short Hornets. Um, he took an, a crack to the nose very early in, um, in the season opener against the Toronto Raptors. You know, it's, uh, there were a few games that were shorter than, than one would hope. He got benched a couple times. Um, he probably wasn't unplayable due to free throws quite as often last year as he was the year before because teams just didn't hack uh, with the same frequency as they did two years ago. Um, 
Somebody asked something about uh, Drummond's Drummond's nose. Um, yeah, he did get. Um, yeah, he he uh, he got surgery for a deviated septum. Um, I think that that's going to help with his breathing and stamina. Not so much like early in games, but I also wonder if maybe sometimes early in games he was kind of pacing himself, like I think Reggie Jackson did last year, uh, knowing he wasn't going to have enough gas for the end of the season or for the end of a game. So uh, you know, early in, in first quarters, for example, coasting. Um, I also think that he may have found uh, he may have found day to day life being a little more exhausting and taxing. Yeah, uh, helps with uh, sleep as well. Um, you know, I I think his overall energy level is going to come up simply as a result of of being able to breathe and get you know oxygen is a, a fairly important element in human uh, in human life, uh, let alone when you're a high high a high profile high performance athlete like uh, like Andre Drummond is. You know, I I think that it's it's going to be an important factor, and uh, whether whether Drummond takes a, a huge leap forward or not. Um, you know, maybe, maybe not, but I think the tools are there. Um, free throw shooting is an issue. I kind of think that's on the coaching staff. I don't know, man. I, I, I'm kind of at a loss for the free throw shooting. I don't really have a whole lot of hope that he's ever going to figure the free throw shooting out, but if he does, um, he's going to be, he's going to be uh, a real problem on the offensive end. Um, he's going to be more of the dynamic um, destructive force on offense that uh, that I think Stan Van Gundy was hoping he'd be when uh, when he came to the Pistons, um, but you know I don't really have any particular hope that uh, that he's going to. Yeah, I, I don't think that he's going to have any real hope to, to figure it out. Um, but yeah, fifty percent. Like if he could get his free throw shooting up to fifty percent. I'd be thrilled. I'm good. I don't need 60-70%. I don't need a league average free throw shooter Andre Drummond. Get me 50% and everything else kind of figures itself out. Um, my voice hella deep. Yeah, um, I've heard that. I don't know. It's always been kind of deep. I'm tall too. I don't know if they're connected. <laughs> um, yeah, so, alright. Here ends um, this episode of Locked on Pistons. If you want to support the podcast, please do so by uh, rating, reviewing, and subscribing on iTunes. Um, and you can also support the podcast by going to our sponsor, SeatGeek. Um, SeatGeek is an app you can download to your phone. Um, it, uh, it takes a lot of the hassle out of buying tickets. Uh, it, it's a ticket aggregating software, uh, much like uh, Kayak or Expedia. Um, it, rate, it ranks your deals that you... Uh, that you find on the app um, with a, uh, a score that ranges from red to green and uh, it, it makes it a lot easier to to find good value for the, the games that you want to go to um, so uh, in order to use this app download it to your phone go to the settings tab enter the coupon code LONBA lets us lets them know that you came from us saves you 20 bucks on your first purchase and um, yeah, everybody wins. So, um, appreciate you guys tuning in, and that'll be it for tonight. Catch you tomorrow. Napa know It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99 cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies there's a bag they just have to check out. 
Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa Know How. Napa Know How. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 31 17.